Hey y'all, welcome back to the Blonde Misfit Podcast. I'm your host, Jamee, and wait, I done switched up the flow this week. Normally I say my name first and then the podcast, but look at me changing things around, keeping y'all on your toes, coming back after two weeks, doing something new. <laughs> so before y'all actually attack me because I've been MIA for two weeks, please hold on to your pitchforks. I'm going to be talking in this episode about where I've been and a little bit of life updates for y'all. But first, y'all, we cannot be rude to the guests. If this is your first time here, welcome, 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 child. Go on and grab your wine. Go on and prop your feet up. Get some edge control. Whatever you need to be comfortable. This is a real chill environment even though we be dropping gems i ain't gonna front we be dropping gems in the beauty salon like that's what i like to think of this place as like this is the nail shop beauty salon oh i say that as i'm looking at my nails and getting upset more and more about the fact that i cannot leave my home and get my nails done anywho if this is not your first time welcome back child Thank you so much for swinging on by again. I'm happy that you are enjoying the podcast. Now y'all already know what's about to come next. Go on and subscribe, child. I don't want to date y'all. I want to get committed. I want us to be one. Go on and press the subscribe button. Go on and leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts. Go on and leave us that five-star rating and also a review. If there's a particular episode that you was really feeling, go on and drop that. And if you have any any like ideas or different topics that you would want to see covered, y'all already know. Hit me up on email. My email is in the description box on the podcast as well as across social media platforms. I'm at the Blonde Misfit on Instagram and Twitter. Obviously, the website is theblondemisfit.com. You're listening to the Blonde Misfit podcast and you can reach me through any of those mediums. So thank you so much for everyone who already has done so. I know y'all be like, dang, I wish everybody else would do it. It's like the students in class that already did the homework assignment. So you get mad because other people haven't done it and you're just like, yo, bro, can we keep going? We will keep going when everybody in the class cooperates. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, thank you again for everybody who already has done so, but if you have not, your girl would be really happy if you could just take a few seconds and leave us that rating or review. Thank you. So the pink elephant in the room, where have I been? So for the past two weeks, y'all might've noticed there has been no podcast episode. Um, what's crazy is I have recorded the episodes. I am sitting on the episodes. I may release them later on in life and we think that they're new, but they're actually pre-recorded. Um, but I needed some time away, not necessarily from the podcast, but life for the past two weeks got pretty crazy. First of all, some of you all know that I am in grad school. And the classes that I'm currently taking right now are starting to get into the upper levels of my master's. And so I was stuck in finals and that's pretty much what happened, point blank period. I was stuck in finals in the last two weeks, I was putting together projects. Eventually I ended up submitting what would be a 30 page paper to my professor and that was just for one class. And so 
I found myself after working all day and then signing off that I had no energy to do anything for my side businesses. And honestly, it was eating at me for a minute because I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I feel like I get into this really great rhythm and then all of a sudden, it's not burnout, but just other things gotta take more priority. And then you start to trip cause you're like, dang, maybe I really don't want it bad enough because I'm not making time for it. But no, my little black booty needed to be up in that bed by the time that I was in bed, sitting down, decompressing, getting my mind off of things. And I'm so happy that I did that, that for two weeks, I just sort of stepped away from blonde misfit stuff, period. Aside from maybe one or two Instagram posts or however much I was posting, I don't know, um, to really focus in on that one aspect of my of my life. Because, you know, we always talk about categorizing different parts of ourselves, but the reality is no human can fully compartmentalize any one thing. The person you are at church is gonna have some overlap with the person you are in volunteering and is the person who you are at work, is the person you are in a relationship, is the person you are as a spouse or as a, as a I don't know, a child of some, of somebody, like a son or a daughter. That's what I was trying to think of. So I've been trying to teach myself, especially while we're all home and quarantined, that it is okay to blur the lines a little bit and that sometimes some things are going to take more priority over others. That doesn't mean that you're, that they're any less important to you. It just means that you have to know how to be able to pivot. Sometimes you can't always multitask. Sometimes you got to put everything else down and focus on one thing. And when you finish that one thing, you will be in a mental place where you just feel so much better and then you can focus on other things. And so I hope I have sort of made you guys a little less mad. Y'all was really upset for a second. I get it. Thankfully, your girl got her 4.0 for this class. And so, go <laughs> put some respect on it. So obviously y'all can't be mad at me because I got my 4.0, right? Cool. So that's a little bit about where I've been as always, you know, we're always doing nice temperature checks. I hope all of you have been doing well and uh, keeping up with the news, but more importantly, keeping up with your distancing. Honey, I have been going to the grocery store recently and mind you, when I go out, I'm fully wrapped up for Mortal Kombat. I'm talking, I have the face mask on, I got my glasses on, I am usually got something wrapped around my head and my, and my neck. Child, you would think that I'm fighting the winter cold. I have them gloves on and the gloves, that you know, you can't easily poke a hole through. Child, one time I wore the dishwashing gloves to the supermarket. Yes, I did. Because Corona may be strong, but this latex will be stronger, hello. But one thing I noticed is that there are some people out here and I'm not gonna say what color pigment their skin may be or their um, origins or anything like that. But I've noticed that some people are going outside and not wearing masks, not wearing gloves. The weather in New York has been nice recently, I will say, and they have taken that opportunity to try to get back into the parks, have been wearing their shortest of shorts, on their midday walks and jogs. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is what people talk about when they say, we're just walking in hell in a hand, with a hand basket, like easy, breezy, beautiful hell. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand. But it, it has made me a little bit leery 
to go outside. I really do not. I go outside every day. For those of you who don't know, I have two puppies. And so we got to go outside to get them some fresh air and let them walk around. But I mean, it is no physical contact. Like I don't even try to make eye contact with people at this point. I'm like no contact whatsoever, please. So thankfully we've been able to do that. But I have noticed that some people are not abiding by the social distancing. So I don't know how much longer we're going to be stuck inside y'all. All I know is that if you know somebody out here who is not abiding by their social distancing, the law, the law of the land, which is requiring us all to stay indoors and to stay a minimum of six feet away from other people. If y'all know y'all, y'all's friend who is throwing house parties and, um, I don't know, catching up with her boo thing and inviting them over and they've been outside and stuff, call the police. Go on and call the police. You have my certain permission to do what you need to do in order to protect not only yourself, but more importantly, protect all of us so that we can get back outside and get our nails done. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so um, I just want to like, please stress, but like in all seriousness, please, please, please be safe when y'all are going out here. I don't even know at this point what the curve is doing. Child, I don't know if we back, if we back curving, moving, curving, if the curve is still a curve or if it's straight. I don't know if it's like a kinky texture curl or if it's like wavy girl curl. I don't know. But I just want the curve to flatten so that we can sort of resume any sense of normality that is left in this God-given world. So please be safe, seriously. Okay, so this week's topic is actually one that I am very excited to talk about because for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about sustainability, we've been talking about how different brands can pivot and how they can also make themselves like, applicable into what's happening in the world right now. The reality is the world we will see after COVID-19 is not the same world that we saw going in. This has its pros and its cons. On the one hand, you will see a lot more authenticity within brands and brand relations, in my opinion. People are looking at influencers who are saying real things. We're not looking anymore at just pretty photos or people who have tons of followings, but then they don't really have anything to add to the conversation. Right now, people want to feel included, but more importantly, they wanna feel seen in that content that people are creating. And so that goes from everyone, from an influencer like myself, uh, who creates style and beauty content and has to be mindful of what people's pockets are looking like, but also, the fact that there is some level of escapism that people still want to so the big brands like L'Oreal and Mac and Estee Lauder, who are making sure that there is money being poured out to all of those who have been displaced by the industry. There are Vogue, the CFDA and Vogue Fashion Fund, you know, got together to produce like a new, um, I'm blanking right now, but like uh, produce, oh right, a new a new fashion fund though for fashion designers who are being affected by COVID-19. And I mean, you're seeing so many designers who are stepping up to the plate and are creating um, face masks, are shifting their entire business model to accommodate warehouse production 
so that they can be of service to people. People are going to gravitate towards the brands and businesses that have actually been doing something and standing for something during this time. And so if you are a brand or business, or if you are even an influencer, a person of interest, a blogger, or just someone who wants to uh, make an impact, I would definitely say go back over a couple of the other episodes that I've talked about different ways I think brands can do that. But also take a really serious assessment of what you're offering right now. And maybe you need to pivot. Maybe your your language is still tone deaf. Maybe you can actually incorporate a little bit more voice or a little bit more personality. Maybe there's a way that you can figure out, okay, how can my brand be in partnership with other people, with, with another brand that I look to or an organization that is doing great work. Right now is really a time, I think, of relationship building and connection. And if people can do that, I feel like they will put themselves and position themselves in a way to be whatever success will look like on the other end of this. So that is the pro. The con, obviously, is that there are a lot of businesses and brands that may not make it. Um, I think in the last episode, if not the episode before that, I discussed the percentage of fashion brands who don't even make a million dollars a year in sales. It is an exorbitant amount and most fashion brands have had to pivot to sales and discounts to be able to make up for the loss. I mean, you have places like Nordstrom that even though they do amazing on online sales are about to lay off staff workers. Macy's that furloughed over 100,000 of its staffers uh, sort of closer to the beginning of all of this because they already knew what was happening. I talked a little bit about how places like um, brands like Christopher John Rogers have had to depend on places like uh, Net-A-Porter for their sales. And then when Net-A-Porter shutters temporarily, what does that do for black designers? There are so many things that are happening right now that hopefully people will be able to get through. But the reality is a lot of people won't. And that's just more than just the fashion and beauty industry. It's happening in every industry. I mean, you have it in PR, you have it in the hospitality, you have it obviously in retail, you have it in sports. So the world post COVID is going to be interesting. And I want to preface all of that because one, I am an optimist. I'm a woman of faith. I really believe that you can sow really great seeds even in this time of uncertainty. But I also like to be realistic. And especially as someone who works at a major uh, firm, a major, a major tech company, and I get to sort of see from the top down sort of what is happening in the world as far as like consumerism and what people are and are not spending their money on. It is sad and and sometimes heartbreaking to know that there are a lot of great places with the best of intentions who may not end out on the other side. But I am still staying optimistic. I still am going to continue to create the content that I create because people still need to feel some level of hope in this time. I'm, I am certainly hopeful. I am certainly excited about what the future can hold, but it's also important to be realistic. So the reason why I wanted to talk about both of those sides is because today's episode, I actually want to talk about getting the start. 
I have quite a few people who have reached out and have said, okay, Jamee, like you've talked about the people who are, who are brands. You've talked about, you know, how to even start a fashion blog, but how do you just start? And the impetus behind all of it is, is people wondering, am I going to create content and am I seeking the validation of others or am I creating this content because I really care about the product? My answer will always be that you have to analyze your why. And when your why shifts, that's when you need to take inventory about if you're doing it for the right reasons or not. My advice, fuck it, put it out anyway. <laughs> that actually should have been the, the title of the podcast episode, but I've been trying to convince my mama to listen to my podcast and I don't want her to, to, <laughs> to read the headline and the headline is uh, a little bit foul. But seriously, F it, like that's it. A friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, my best friend actually, recently pinged me a video that was on a strong black lead where Tyler Perry was pretty much saying like how he doesn't care about the haters. He doesn't care about all the people who be rapping and talking about what he is and what he's not because he's not creating for them. He's creating for a very specific group of people who they see him and he sees them. And those are the people who continuously show out, who continuously spend their money and help him out with his movies and his plays, who support him in all of his endeavors and has essentially helped him make this huge empire that he has now. Tyler ain't worried about them haters. He ain't worried about pleasing the people who don't like it. And you know, I had to really sit with that interview. It's really great interview. I'm gonna link it down in the uh, description box too so you guys can watch it because it's only about three minutes long. But the reason why it touched me so much is because I can admit that there have been many times in my career where I have wanted to help everybody. In fact, I still sometimes get caught up in this notion that I have to create content that is palatable for everybody or that I want to make sure that all black girls are seen or that I want to make sure all black people are represented in my content. And the reality is you just can't do it. I'm sorry, boo-boo, you can't. And it's a humbling thing because you realize that you are putting so much emphasis and power into other people's opinions of your art that you just stop producing art because of the fact that that's what was laid on your heart, but because you think that that's what's gonna make other people happy. And you can't be that way, you can't do that. I can't go out here and create the blonde misfit content that makes people happy. I have to create the content that I feel is the vision of the brand and I feel is the vision that has been laid on my heart and then the right people will come. So let me go on and break that down a little bit because I want to make sure that I'm fully, fully explaining it how I see it in my head. It is good to take polls, to take surveys, to ask your audience what they think and what they would like to see more of and all of that. It's, it's nice to check the room, okay? The temperature should be checked on the turkey every once in a while so you don't burn it, okay? I'm sorry, y'all. I really have wanted some good turkey lately and... There are no gobble gobbles around here. 
but you have to check the temperature. Yes, as a brand owner, as a business person, as someone who is just even starting out, you wanna know what your audience is responding to and what they wanna see more of. However, that cannot guide your content creation because if you are always creating for the validation of somebody else, you will never fully be invested and happy with what you create. This is something I have learned firsthand because although I have never, and I can actually say proudly that I've never created content for the Blonde Misfit necessarily to pander to what I know everybody else wanted, I do know what it's like to attach your self-worth to your work. My self-worth and my work are two very different things that are not contingent upon each other. So no matter if I'm producing style roundups and features or if I'm producing video or if I'm producing a podcast episode, it does not change who I am as a person. Same way as the type of person that I am, that doesn't validate or justify anything about the work. And I think that it's so important to do that because so many of us are just stopping ourselves from even producing and manifesting the things that we see in our heads and the things that we wanna do because we're too busy worried about how everybody else is gonna receive it. I've talked so many times about this podcast and how I've wanted to do a podcast for years. Years, guys, I love podcasts. And it's something that I didn't think I was gonna like at first because I'm not like even the biggest radio person, but I have found some select podcasts that I really enjoy and I always wanted to do it. I'm naturally a storyteller. I'm naturally someone who likes to talk. I'm naturally a loner. So me being in a room by myself, talking to myself ain't really new, <laughs> but I was always afraid. Cause I was like, what do I have to add to the conversation? What do I have to add that is gonna make people wanna tune in? That's gonna make people think like, oh my gosh, like I really like that. And then it hit me. You're already thinking about what everybody else wants instead of what it is that you want to put out into the world. What do you want to put out into the world? Because whatever you want to put out into the world, put that out there. And then the people who are meant to have that will come. So that's why if you noticed the Blonde Misfit podcast is not your regular stereotypical fashion podcast. I mean, first of all, I've talked about this before. There are not that many fashion podcasts on the podcast platforms that are run by black women. So I already was a, uh, an anomaly in that regard, considering that the bulk of the podcast, I wanted to focus on fashion because fashion is my first love. Even still, beauty is focused on a little bit more, but even still you have a lot of beauty content that is around bigger businesses, a lot of things about products and people's daily skincare routines. And even though I love that stuff and I will talk about it, that's stuff that I wanted to do on the on the on the blog. That's the stuff that I push out in the content that I create, the written content. When I sit down on the mic and I talk to y'all, I'm talking to y'all as a businesswoman. I'm talking to y'all as an entrepreneur. I'm talking to y'all as a girl who had to figure out how to navigate through an industry that didn't want her there in the first place and how you come up on top when you, first of all, honor God, but second of all, you grind it out. That's what the podcast was supposed to be. And so imagine if I had sat there and I thought, okay, 
okay, if it's fashion, maybe I should do uh, a podcast where I am just talking about like the latest trends or maybe I want to talk about my favorite nail polishes and all that stuff. The podcast would be great because at the end of the day, I mean, my personality would still be the same and I'm sure a lot of you all would still relate to the content, but it wouldn't touch y'all in the same way because it wouldn't have been organic to me and what I wanted the podcast to be. So what am I saying? I know I'm, I know I'm going off on a tangent, maybe, but you can't dictate how anyone else is going to respond to your work. So when you create content for somebody else with them in mind, instead of necessarily how you want to, you want the content to be perceived, you mess up your own bag. You're giving your power away. And one thing I want us to stop doing is giving our power away. If you want to start a podcast, go on and start it. Even if you just want to talk about, I don't know, you want to talk about the best twerk teams of that week. I don't care how silly the, I don't care how silly the topic is. I don't care how weird the topic is. Although I'm going to say if there's a podcast out there that simply talks about twerk team, um, I need to listen, but more importantly, that is a little weird. But the point still stands. No matter how weird or how avant-garde or how strange you think your idea is, there is an audience for it. And an audience that is super niche is going to be more brand loyal and more focused on the content that you create than trying to attain the masses. So going back to Tyler, Y'all already know the conversation that's happened with Tyler Perry. People have said that they don't like the kind of content, the the type of uh, movies that he makes. They don't like the certain portrayals of different people that he does. They don't like that he feel, it feels like he's a one trick pony, yada, yada, yada. But he has consistently said time and time again that the narratives that he shows are the narratives that he grew up seeing. And he doesn't need to be everything to everybody. And in fact, it would be disingenuous for him to create certain narratives when he knows that he, for himself, can't relate, more or less be able to portray it in a, in a, in a way that is understandable because it comes from someone who's actually been through that. Another example, Issa Rae. People don't like Issa, well, some people don't like Issa because they think that Insecure is a pandering to white people. But she's talked about it multiple times that the content is the content. Y'all gonna like it or y'all don't. And if y'all don't, that's cool. And if y'all do, it's gr- it's cool too. She also has talked about the fact, and other people have mentioned that sometimes people think that you're pandering because your content isn't versed in sadness and trauma. So often black narratives are voiced and backed in these terrible and traumatic experiences that sometimes if you just want to talk about black boy joy, black girl, uh, black girl joy without actually pigeoning anything else to that, people get upset because they're like, how can you gloss over this and how can you gloss over that? But we are unique and multifaceted people. We can share all of these different components of our lives and it still be very accessible. If Issa is sharing an Issa experience, then how can somebody else say that her experience is wrong? If Tyler is sharing a Tyler experience, how can anyone say he's wrong? I've had to learn that lesson and I continuously learn that lesson. And I'm thankful that I have 
people in my life who hold me accountable to that. But if Jamea is telling a Jamea experience, who who gonna tell me that I'm wrong? And you have to ask yourself that. Who is gonna tell you that you're wrong when you share your truth? When you create what it is that you wanna see out in the world? Now, it can get challenging. It gets challenging sometimes. Sometimes I want to write content on the Blonde Misfit and round up all these sales. Sometimes I want to get up and talk about the most basic of things that I know people will click into and that they will buy or that I know is an easy sell or an easy way out. But that's not what my brand is. That's not what I'm building it to be. And even though I don't always know exactly what my brand is, because one minute I'm giving y'all long form, then I'm giving y'all something something simple. I'm giving y'all nice little quick bits, but I'm also giving you industry news. That's the joy of the brand. It's It's sort of that blend. It's the girl who got out the hood and made it, but then still be coming back to the hood because her favorite earrings are at the beauty supply store. Like that is the blend of the Blonde Misfit because that's the blend of what I've created for my brand. But and more importantly, it's because it's rooted in authenticity. That's why people continuously support it. And I'm using myself as an example because I know people always say like, oh, it's so easy for you to do this. It's so easy to do that. No, it's not. It is certainly not. I know that I could go out here and probably dress differently say different things, um, act a different way, and I would be potentially more popular on Instagram, more popping on Twitter, and probably be up on all of these style roundups that people consistently do when they unfortunately round up the same X amount of black people in fashion. The only reason why I'm going to say that, because I know that probably sounded like shade, is because there are a lot of people who work behind the scenes and who are working in other roles that don't necessarily appear so glamorous, but their work is still very impactful. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people get glossed over and roundups. Sometimes it really feels like a popularity contest. And I think that it's important to champion people who are doing the work, whatever that work is. If you are doing the work and adding something to the bigger conversation, you deserve to be spotlighted. So I actually may do a roundup like that on the Blonde Misfit because I'm someone who, if I don't see something, I just create it myself. Um, So yeah, that's why I wanted to mention that. But I know that if I did all of those things, I could potentially be more ahead or more received or whatever but at what cost at what cost would I want to look up and see all my followers uh, like my following count going up and my twitter you know pop in and the youtube pop in and all that stuff if I knew that what I was creating didn't even make me happy that if I knew that my the stuff that I was making was solely because I was gunning for the attention. I was gunning for the likes. I was gunning for the um, comments of people just being like, oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted. But I knew I wasn't really doing anything. Now, don't get me wrong. If you are someone who does products and you do sales and you focus a lot on the just the different 
um, ways that people can shop or that people do this and beauty and that and beauty. And ain't nothing wrong with that. If that's your niche, that's your niche. If that's your calling, boo, call it, okay? I'm just saying that there are so many routes that people take simply so that they can be palatable to a massive scale, like to a massive audience. But sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you just need to focus in and create what it is that you were meant to create. And then the people who dig that are the people who are going to continuously come back, who are going to continuously support you and who will continuously share your work, share your content and, and do the damn thing. And I want people to know that. I want people to know that if you work hard, that no matter how weird your vision is, that God can seriously manifest it and build it up in a way that nobody would have thought. I, I mean, I'm a living testimony to this. I never thought, never, ever, ever thought when I launched this podcast back in February that people would, first of all, be recognizing the podcast among some heavyweights, but that people would also enjoy the podcast that I would still, first of all, even be here because your girl would be willing to jump ship in a heartbeat. But the fact that we would still be here, we're still pushing out content, we're still doing great and that people are actually responding. But I took a chance on myself. I bet on myself. And even if I felt for a single second, yo, maybe I need to change this or maybe I need to change that. Like, no, I stay true to it true to it. I stay true to who I wanted to be and who I wanted to create the brand to be. The blonde misfit person, I see her in my head and I'm not saying like I see her as in like her physical assets or anything like that, but like I see her, like I know the person who I want to reach. I know the person who I want to bless with the content that I create and I'm going to bless that person no matter any medium you give me because I'm divinely called and anointed to do so, but so are you. You are called to do whatever it is that you are called to do. So don't feel that you have to switch up or change up your words or your message or your tone to be able to make everybody happy. First of all, ain't never going to happen, fam. Ain't never going to happen. You will sit here and be stressed out trying to make everybody happy when there are really just people in the world who will find the one speck on your shoe and call you dirty. There are some people who are just never gonna be happy. And the thing is, their opinion of you ain't your business. I continuously think about this and I reflect on this as someone who has now moved into a a senior leadership role in a company that requires so much more out of me, both physically as well as emotionally, spiritually. And how oftentimes you can feel like you wanna just shrink or you can feel that you want to doubt yourself and doubt what it is that you create. I have to tell myself all the time that I'm where I'm supposed to be. And as you continue to be, you will continuously grow and become someone new and continuously challenge yourself and continuously question things and continuously prune. We're like trees. We shed, we grow, we shed, we grow, but the, but the root is still there. 
a tree can get cut down, but your foundation is still there. You can go and you can change and you can pivot. You can be affected by COVID-19. You could be affected by this, affected by that. But if your root is strong, you can grow, you, you will grow back. You will grow back and potentially even grow better. There have been many things that I've had to learn over the years as a, as a business owner about who I am and the impact that I want to have on the industry. But I've also realized that I'm fine taking the stairs instead of the elevator if the stairs means that I get there in one piece. If the stairs mean that I can continue to hold on to the integrity of my brand, I'll go. I'll take my heels off, but I'll walk them things. <laughs> And so that is really what I just want to leave everybody with. Again, I think that that clip is so amazing because you really have to understand that not everybody is for you. And when people say that statement, they always are pinning it like, oh, not everybody is for you. Not everybody is in your corner. No, some people are not for you, like your realm of anointing your realm of ministry sometimes those people people some people are not included in that they could be involved in somebody else's realm somebody else's circle over there across the room something but maybe they don't fall in yours so instead of attaching yourself and thinking to yourself okay what do i need to create in order to make that person happy think to yourself what do i need to be creating right now for the people who are tied to my destiny because when you create that content the right people will come and who knows maybe they will be able to bring other people along i'm sure you had some of the biggest shit talkers who hated tyler perry up and down the block but then watched one movie watched one scene had one experience and now all of a sudden love the man or at least love what he stands for you're gonna have different levels of support in all of this and I think as an entrepreneur and as someone who's working in industries that are constantly changing, constantly fluctuating, but also are unfortunately very constantly focused on popularity and marketability, it is important for you to be able to detach your worth with your work and to understand that your work should be reflective of what it is that you want to put out into the world. Because when you do that, the right people can then be blessed. So I hope that this message touched a few of y'all. I hope I came back and I redeemed myself after two weeks away, honey. But seriously, if this message touched you all or if you have personally felt recently um, any of the things that I've been talking about, please let me know. I know I can't be the only person right now who has ever had to deal with um, imposter syndrome or even the need to conform in order to fit in. So please leave your comments or whatever, share it, tag me, everything. I hope that, uh, we will get to chat again next week. I will be back. I promise. And yeah, also stay tuned y'all. And if you haven't already go over to the site, theblondmisfit.com. There is some new content up and I'm also going to be getting out some video content over the weekend so you guys can watch that. So yeah, I will talk to you all next week. Go on and stay safe, stay beautiful, but of course, stay a misfit. Bye.